And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Ness attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. <laughs> I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf, and in this hour, we'll present a 1940 classic radio Christmas broadcast of Fibber, McGee, and Molly, starring Jim and Marion Jordan. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for learning the Christmas lyrics. Lisa will read popular Christmas song lyrics. Now try to guess the name of the song while you play at home, right, Lisa? That's exactly right. So I've chosen some songs that you absolutely know, um, but it might be a little more difficult when you don't hear the tune. So okay. let's start with this uh, song. Mm-hmm. What a bright time. It's the right time. Rock the night away. Um, Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Ding, ding, ding. There it oh is. Oh, my goodness. That's it. You got it. That was probably the fastest wow. ever. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. This is Bobby Holmes, 1957. Jingle bells ring. Hey, Mike, pretty impressive, huh? <laughs> I'm impressed, too. <laughs> I am, too. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square. It's a happy song. In the frosty the air. <laughs> what a bright, bright time. It's the right time to rock the night away. All right, great All right. tune. All right, I got try I'm on the, the board. One. I am on the um, board. This is a song from 1963, also, of course, a Christmas year song. year I was born. Oh, wow, right. How do you like that? With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's uh, the happiest season of all with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. Anything? Anything? Uh, it's the happiest season of all. I was in the crib when There'll this was There'll be parties playing, so for hosting. I had diapers on. Marshmallows for toasting. Marshmallows for toasting. <laughs> and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales mm-hmm. of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. I don't know it. You sure do. I don't know it. Okay. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> This of is the Andy year. Williams. Yeah. 
With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling And the kids are smelling. <laughs> That's right. It's the most wonderful Sound familiar time at all? of the year. <laughs> Andy Williams, he was, yeah. he was like Mr. Christmas, you know? Yes. He had a special every Christmas on TV, Andy Williams. I remember he used to wear those sweaters, you know? Right? Yeah. The green sweaters and stuff. It's oh. kind of very wholesome. Oh, man, I love Andy Williams. He's I love great. Andy. I, I just do. Love I love Andy. Andy Williams. Does he love you? Mm. He might have. <laughs> you know, years ago, I did a I did a 60-episode Christmas collection endorsed and chosen by Andy Williams. Got to work with Andy wow. Williams. He was great. Nice. Right. I gave him, like, you know, hundreds of shows to pick. Right. And, he, and he chose wow, 60. I did and, not know that. Yeah, Andy Williams Christmas Collection. You didn't ask me to choose. I didn't know you back then. Oh, okay. So I got to work with him. Right. A little bit. All right. That counts. And he did the forward to the book in there and everything. Yeah, How it was cool. pay him for that? <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't remember, but okay. I'm sure he didn't do it for free. I'm sure he didn't. He was actually working at Dollyland at the time. Oh, wow. When I uh, approached him on it. Yeah. So wow. I'm... Um, Wherever that well, is. If you approach me on that, I, I will uh, do it for the right amount of money as well. I'm sure you would. All right. This next tune. Yes. Okay. 1958. Mm-hmm. And you know it. Okay. Okay. Uh, mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Hmm. Let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear voices singing. Let's be jolly. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Have a happy holiday. Everyone dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way. <laughs> I just skipped the title. Nothing? Uh, Sound familiar? Jingle bell, jingle <laughs> bell, jingle <laughs> bell rock. Oh, we I did got, that. I got that one yeah, right. We got that one right. Uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Don't well, let's know. just hear it. I don't know it. Okay, you do. <laughs> Christmas tree at the Christmas party hall. This is Brenda Lee, 1958. She's got a cute voice, Doesn't you know? She? Real cute voice. So good. Sounds better when she sings it. Of holly, holly around, around the Christmas, Christmas tree. Ah, I love Christmas. Well, I love this time of year, Lisa. It makes me happy. I know you didn't get it, but you did get one. And for one. you, that's about as good as it's going to get. That's so about it. That's pretty darn great. Yeah, I love the Christmas music. Me oh, too. man. Christmas. Especially the old classics. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little partial to that. <laughs> these classic radio shows are meant for Christmas time, yes. and these songs are yes, great. Great I job, agree. Lisa. Great job, Mike. When we come back, a 1940 Christmas episode from Christmas Eve, Jim and Mary and Jordan is Fibber, McGee, and Molly, so stick around. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. One of the most popular comedy shows from the golden age of radio was Fibber McGee and Molly. It started on radio way back in 1935, Lisa. I mean, 1935. Yeah, really early on. Jim and Marion Jordan, they were a real-life husband and wife. They toured, you know, in vaudeville and burlesque, and they developed this show called Fibber McGee and Molly where they lived in Wistful Vista at 79 Wistful Vista. And then all these people would come over to the house and knock on the door, and they'd invite them in. You know, nobody knocks on your door anymore, right? No. I mean, unless it's the Amazon delivery guy. Nobody, they don't knock. Nobody knocks at your door anymore. I mean, no. back then, people would knock on your door, and you'd be like, hey, somebody's here. You know, let's check it out. Well, that's what this show is all about, people knocking on the door. They come in chat with Fibber and Molly, and there was always some, you know, theme to the story, to the show. But uh, great stuff. This uh, is a Christmas show from 1940, from December 24th. Wow, way back. Here's part one now of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. <laughs> the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. <laughs> of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Keep an Eye on Your Heart. Tomorrow, your kitchen floor is going to have one of its hardest days. Does that worry you? Well, not if the linoleum is protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Then, no matter how many feet go scuffing and scraping across the floor, the linoleum itself is safe, unharmed. Also, if you should spill anything on the floor, a damp cloth quickly wipes it up. Not only that, but linoleum that is kept shining with glow coat is as bright and colorful as the day it was first put down. And everybody knows that it's easier to work in a cheerful kitchen than in a dull one. Johnson's Glow Coat, as you know, is self-polishing, which means it needs no rubbing or buffing, practically no work from you.
Well, it's a wonderful feeling to have your Christmas shopping all done and wrapped and sent out and cards all mailed so you can sit down and relax by an open fire. Ah, peace. It's wonderful. And here at 79 Wistful Vista, settling down to wallow in that wonderful feeling, we find Faber McGee and Molly. Ah, boy, ain't this a picture. Snow softly falling and candle in the window and fire in the fireplace. Yeah, and no wood in the basket. <laughs> you better go out and get a couple of more logs, dearie. Oh, let it go. We'll be going to bed pretty quick. You don't let the fire go out? Sure. Who am I to give Santa Claus the hot foot? <laughs> Besides, the wood is outside and it'll be all wet from the snow. Oh, it'll burn all right. Yeah, but it'll sputter and throw sparks out on the floor. Might catch the rug on fire. Then it might spread to the curtains and the furniture. What? Why, shucks, the whole house might go up in a blaze. Might even cut off the house next door. Oh, my God. Uh, McGee, what are you doing? Well, throw the piano out the window. We can save that. You run up and get your jewelry. I'll call the fire Oh, dear. You... Heavenly day. Stop it. There isn't any fire. Huh? Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Boy, I should have been a salesman. <laughs> I can convince myself that almost anything... Oh, I wonder who that is. Come in. Delivery for you, lady. Bonton Department Store. Okay, Joe, bring it in. Oh, my, my. Hey, look at that, will you, Molly? Wonder who sent us that. Search me. The name's on the inside, no doubt. Uh-huh. Well, thank you, boys, and a Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, lady. Same to you and many others. <laughs> Heavenly day. What a whopping big package. Wonder what's in it. Well, what do you say we see who it's from? Well, out, no. Oh, look, McGee. Here. Here's the card on the wrapping. Well, who sent it to us? Oh, it isn't ours. Huh? It's addressed to Mr. Gildersleeve. They delivered it to the wrong house. No, but now look, maybe it's really ours, and they got Gildersleeve's name on it by mistake. Huh? Now, listen, don't be silly. Don't unwrap it any farther now. My goodness, no, you can't... No, sirree. I've started it, now I'm going to see what it is. We can wrap it up again later. Where's the scissors? I got to cut this string. On the shelf in the hall closet. Okay, in here? Yeah. Hey, somebody must have straightened up. Got to straighten up that closet one of these days. Well, never mind that now. Bring the scissors and cut the string, if you must. And I don't think we should. But if we have to, hurry up. I want to see what's in it. Oh, for goodness sake. Look, McGee. A combination radio and phonograph. And beautiful, too. Some stranger must think pretty highly of Gildersleeve. How do you know it's a stranger? Must be if he thinks highly of Gildersleeve. (laughs) Oh, look. It's got an automatic record changer. Plays eight records in succession. Oh. Let's try it. You ought to try that one again. Let's now, try McGee, it, huh? That, huh? Let's try it. <laughs> no, no, dearie, that wouldn't be right. It isn't ours. Besides, we haven't got any records. Well, we got that broken one we just did. <laughs> There's records inside the cabinet, look. Well, all right. I don't think Mr. Gildersleeve would mind, even if he knew and he won't. You know how to run the thing? Looks pretty complicated. Why, it's a cinch. All you got to do is put eight records on this gadget here. Yeah. Like that. 
Turn the volume on. Come soft. Set up the phonograph. Put the lever down. Insert a needle. Hey, plug the cord in the wall socket, Molly. Okay. All set, McGee. Ah, here she goes. Ah, now we can sit down and relax. Now for a half hour of uninterrupted music. That was... Hey. Oh, McGee, shut it off, quick. Something's wrong. Couldn't be. I know how to start this. Oh. Oh, dear. Hey. Oh. Hey. Duck, McGee, duck. It's throwing the records at me. Hey. <laughs> hey, reach in and shut it off. I didn't know how. Shut it off yourself. It ain't mad at you. It's mad at me. Oh, dear. Oh, hey. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Uh, listen, I'll sneak along the floor and pull the plug out. Okay. Don't let it see you. Oh. 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 Hey. The whole thing fell apart. Look at that pile of junk. We'll never get that put back together. What are we going to do? Oh, boy. We'll never be able to explain to Mr. Gildersleeve what... Oh, that's him now. Uh, Molly, don't answer the door. What'll we do? Oh, McGee! <laughs> Molly, there's, there's only one thing to do. we got to get him a duplicate phonograph. But where? Same place this one came from. At the Bonton. Come on. Come on, we'll go out the back door. No, wait till I get my hat. Where's my hat? In the hall closet. I'll go bareheaded. Let's go. be able to fight our way through that revolving door. Well, we've got to try it, McGee. Huh? It's our duty. Kiss me and let's go. Goodbye, Molly. And if I don't see you again inside, well, you've been a good wife, and I'm glad to have knew you. <laughs> Thank you, dearie. And remember, huh? whichever of us fights his way through, he must carry on. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Signals. 16, 19, 42. Yeah. Well, now, the Corrine, where do we go? Search me. Maybe, maybe we better ask for a floor walker. 
Uh, hey, uh, Floor Walker? Yes, sir? Will you please tell us where we can buy a phonograph? Why, certainly, madam. You'll find the phonograph... The phonograph... The phonograph... I think they're located... Located in that department... What kind of a phonograph? <laughs> Combination phonograph and radio, bud. Oh, I think I know exactly. Exactly. Let's see. Three aisles over in the home for in the home for. Gosh, I hope you'll excuse me, folks. I I seem to have the hiccup. I seem to have the hiccup. Hic- hic- exactly. How did you know? Well, you had me fooled. I thought you swallowed a cat pistol. <laughs> Three aisles over, eh? Well, much obliged, bud. Oh, not at all, sir. Just ask for the manager of that department. The manager in charge of radios is Mr. Hennepin. Hennepin. Mr. Hennepin. Mr. George B. Hennepin. George B. Hennepin. Ask for George. The great Mel Blanc there, the man of a thousand voices. He did the voice of Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny, so many cartoon characters. But he was on so many radio shows. Mel Blanc there. He uh, he was doubling. He was that uh, character, you know, the hiccup character. And then earlier, he was the delivery boy that brought the uh, that hostile phonograph over. Um, so uh, Mel Blanc, he would when they would cast him in a supporting role, he could play four or five roles, and you would never even. I mean, they got their money's worth out of <laughs> Mel Blanc. I bet he, they paid him for every role he did. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, the first portion of Fibber, McGee, and Molly from Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1940. And we'll get back to that in just a few minutes, so stay with us. Are you still If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, Lisa. It's Fibber McGee and Molly time. We're uh, we're really enjoying this show. Jim and Marion Jordan is Fibber McGee and Molly, and in just a few minutes, you're going to hear from the Rock Morton P. Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve, played by Hal Perry. He originated this role on Fibber McGee and Molly, and then he was so popular, such a popular character, that Kraft Foods. Like, not even a year later, because this is 1940, almost the end of 1940. In 1941, they spun that character out into its own series, The Great Gildersleeve. So, um, yeah, just like maybe six, seven months later, they did that. So you'll hear Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, Hal Perry playing that role. 
uh, in this second portion of the show. And let's go back now to Christmas Eve 1940 for Fibber McGee and Molly. Fine floor walker. Say, incidentally, McGee, huh? have you thought of the cost of this outfit we're getting? Yeah, but we got to do it anyway, Molly. We can arrange it on the budget plan. Budget plan? Yeah, you know, a life membership in the We Bit Off More Than We Could Chew Club. <laughs> hey, Fripper, Molly! Who's that? Sounds like Wilcox. I'd know that voice anyway. Oh, there he is. Hi, Harlow! Hello, folks. Doing a little last-minute shopping? Yes, we are. What have you got there, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, this? Well, it's a Christmas present from the sponsor. I'm taking it up to get it framed. Framed? What is it? Well, now, that's a silly question, McGee. It must be a picture. Oh, not necessarily. I'd like to frame Uncle Dennis, and he's no picture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but this is a honey. Here, let me show you. There it is. Oh. Well, heavenly days. A life-size photograph of Mr. Wilcox with a can of Johnson's wax in each hand. It's a beauty, isn't it? And just what I wanted. Sure looks like you, Harlow. But maybe you can have it retouched. (laughs) It certainly is a speaking likeness. Yes, sir. I almost expect to hear myself saying, Johnson's Wax is the finest protection for floors and furniture that money can buy. <laughs> That's funny. I can hear you saying that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and just look. Just look at those cans of wax there. Aren't they perfect? Beautiful. Why, it looks like you could take them right out of my hands and use them on the woodwork and lampshades and everything that needs a film of protection against wear and dampness and scratching. But why two cans? Ah, that's significant. On one hand, we have the paste wax, and on the other hand, the liquid wax is good, too. Uh But look, it's the likeness of me that's so wonderful. Why, you'd almost expect me to step right out of the picture. Well, why don't you? Oh, oh, all right. See you later, folks. Go on, Harold. Merry Christmas. What makes you so rude to Mr. Wilcox all the time? He's such a nice lad. I know. I just throw that in for a dramatic conflict. I see. Look, we better go over this way, Molly. The car... Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. What you doing down here in all this mob? Oh, I just came in to look at the doll. <laughs> That's fun, ain't it? Uh, before I was married, I used McGee. to... McGee! Uh, are you, uh, you thinking of buying one, sis? Oh, no. I was just looking at a new kind of a little doll, is all. Oh. Maybe I can have one sometime if I'm a good girl. So it's an awful price to pay, I sometimes think. <laughs> uh, you think so, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got to be on our way, sis. It's nice to have seen you, and a Merry Christmas to you. And the same to you, Mr. McGee, and you too, Mrs. McGee. Gee, it's been nice seeing you. You're such nice people. We are. Sure you are, I betcha. You're always so nice to little girls like me. Oh, well, shucks. You know, when I was looking at that new kind of a little dolly, I said to myself, Sis, I said, I bet you if Mr. McGee was here and saw that uh, that this doll was $2.95 and I only had $2, I bet you he'd buy it for me. Just like, just like, gee, I wish I could snap my fingers. (laughs) What's so special about this particular doll, sis? Oh, gee, it holds things in its hands. Oh. I can't. It's got electric magnetism. Sism. Sism, too. <laughs> huh? Hmm? I'll let it go. I'll have to, I guess. I only got two dollars. But, gee, I shouldn't be telling you my troubles, mister. You're so big and important. You, you probably got your own troubles, I bet you. Well, goodbye. Oh, now. hey, wait a minute, sis. Wait a minute. Here, here. Here's extra buck. Now you go get that doll. Oh, Misty, thanks ever so much. <laughs> this is wonderful. 
It's just these little things that restore a woman's faith in human nature. <laughs> yeah. I never expected you to do a thing like this. <laughs> you didn't, eh? <laughs> no. I didn't have you pegged for more than two bits. <laughs> Look, here's a radio just like the one that came for Gildersleeve. Oh, that's perfect. Now, if we can only find a salesman Have to you wait. been waited on, folks? Uh, we'll take this radio phonograph, bud. Uh, can we get it sent out special tonight, right away? It's an emergency. Have you an account with this store, sir? No, but we'll take this machine on your budget plan. Yeah. Very well. Now, if you'll sit down here and answer a few questions. Uh, name? Uh, Fever McGee. 79 Wistful Vista. Have you any other accounts in the city? No. No, we haven't. We always pay cash. Oh, that's bad. Bad. You can't expect to have good credit if you always pay cash. Uh, where do you do your banking? Where do we do our banking? Yes. The corn exchange and skip the wisecrack. <laughs> I see. But well, I'm sure it'll be all right. Now, the price of the machine you're purchasing is $450. No! $450? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute there, genie with the light brown ball spot. <laughs> We can't afford That, however, includes two packages of needles for the phonograph. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded a little steep there for a minute. <laughs> now about this bud plan budget. I mean, this budget plan. Right? <laughs> oh, that. Well, we prorate the $450, plus sales tax, of course, over a period of, say, 18 months. Right. Let me see. With carrying charges, 12% to financing and another 14% to demurrage, 5% to cabbage. Cabbage? Yes, when we repossess it, we always take a cab. Oh. Now, let me see. Let me see. 5.31, dismal point, 23. Dismal point? You mean decimal point, don't you, Scrooge? You'll find it dismal in this case. Here we are. All worked out. You bring in 29.52 on the 15th of every month. Okay, but okay. Now, look. We got to get this machine out right away. There's a fellow waiting for it. I'll take care of that, folks. Don't worry. There's a truck leaving for your neighborhood in just a few minutes. Hey, Charlie, Herman, load this radio on the truck and get it right out. Much obliged, but I Hey, now, how... wait a minute. Huh? I just thought of something. Yes, Mrs. McGee? You said we have to make this payment on the 15th of every month. Hmm? Now, what if the 15th should come on a Sunday? Uh-huh. Oh, I never thought of that. Let's make it the 14th of every month. Well, that's better. Come on, Molly. All right. <laughs> The King's Men, in the spirit of Christmas, sing Home Sweet Home. Oh, place like home. 
Well, uh, just set it anywhere, boys. Yeah, much obliged, fellas. Nice of you to get it out here so quick. Yes, oh, that's okay, Doc. Ain't it, Hoyman? Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for? Oh, McGee, we haven't wished them a Merry Christmas. Oh, that's right. Merry Christmas, fellas. Thanks. Is that all? McGee. Huh? Oh, yes. A Happy New Year, too, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Must be tired. Well, let's take the wrappings off, Molly. No, 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 no. Huh? Leave them on. Then when Mr. Gillis leaves something, it'll be off. Oh, is that him? Let me look. Oh, no. It's only the Duchess of Uppington. Duchess? Yeah. That's one of her dukes banging on the door. <laughs> Come in. Ah, you've had greetings, Mrs. McGee. And Mr. McGee. Oh, same to you, Uppy. <laughs> And say, thanks for that Christmas present you sent me. Oh, Mr. McGee, you've unwrapped those cigars already. Oh, I didn't have to unwrap them, Uppy. <laughs> they came right out of the wrappers by themselves. Oh, I do hope you enjoy them. I went to a lot of trouble drying those cigars in the oven just so they'd burn better. <laughs> oh, you did, did you? Yes, oh, I do hope you liked them, Mr. McGee. Ah, <laughs> uh, Uppy, I can't tell you what I think of those cigars. <laughs> uh, I knew you would like them. You see, my grandfather brought them from Puerto Rico in 1847. <laughs> yes, and he only smoked the best, you know. <laughs> Say, uh, when your grandfather settled here, he owned most of this town, didn't he, Abigail? Uh, yes, yes, I believe he did, my dear. Most of the land was acquired by, uh, by, uh, croucher's rights, I believe. Don't you mean squatter's rights? Well, yes, Mr. McGee, but crouch seems so much more refined than, than squat. <laughs> Can't you just see here's a little girl, McGee, playing crouch tag? <laughs> Well, I, I must go now. Uh, William is, uh, oh, that is Mr. Mills, asked me to order 12 quarts of milk for tomorrow morning. 12 quarts of milk? Yes. He's bringing over a few friends to drink my health on Christmas Day. Ah, oh, isn't that nice? That's very temperate of them, too, to drink your health in milk. Yeah, they can't be musicians. <laughs> well, uh, who are they, Uppy? Oh, I didn't get the names of all of them, but uh, two of them are very old friends of Mr. Mills. Oh, that's <laughs> yes, Tom and Jerry. Well, good night, Jerry. 
You know, McGee, she's a very good-hearted woman at heart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard the only reason she's so light-headed is her father was a feather merchant down in Kentucky. <laughs> he was? Yeah. Huh? He was weighed down upon the Swanee River. Oh. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I says he was a feather merchant oh, and weighed down upon the... Hey, funny, McGee. Oh. Hey? <laughs> I was kind of tickled by that feather merchant myself. Oh, well, what's this? Come in. Oh, there, folks. Hey, did the Bontown Department Store leave a package here for me? Uh-huh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just come a few moments ago, Gildersleeve. Good thing it didn't come before, too, because we were out. Well, I'm certainly glad it finally got here. You see, I told the Bontown, if I wasn't at home, to bring it over here, McGee. I don't suppose you ever stopped to think, Gildersleeve, that we might not care to have your Christmas junk all over our living room. Now, McGee, for goodness sake. Well, I don't care. Next time he expects a ton of merchandise, let him stay home and get it. Now, look here, McGee. <laughs> I won't look here. All year long, I've took your petty little annoyances, Gildersleeve. You'd think at least on Christmas you'd leave us in peace. Now, take your dad ratted package and go on home. You're a hard man, McGee. <laughs> But I'll go. But let me wish you a Merry Christmas. Both of you. Well, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. The same to you. And don't forget your package. Well, it isn't mine. Oh, no? Well, whose is it? It's yours, McGee. I was giving you that for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. You, you mean you... Oh, look, Gildersleeve, I... <laughs> I never realized it. I, I mean... No, I... no, he never realized, Mr. Gildersleeve. But I'll keep reminding him on the 14th of every month. <laughs> I didn't know, Gildersleeve. I'm a rat, Gildersleeve. A triple-plated, 14-carat, fur-lined, rabbit-eared rat. I had no excuse for popping off like that. Let alone to you, my best friend. Why do people act like that? Especially at this time of year. I'm sorry, Gil. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right, McGee. No hard feelings. Why don't you unwrap it and see what it is? I wonder what it could be. Uh, you unwrap it, Gildersleeve. Surprise us. <laughs> all right, by George, I will, McGee. You can open your eyes now, McGee. Look. Say, a combination radio and phonograph. Gee, that's wonderful, Gildersleeve. Thanks a million. Isn't it wonderful? Folks? I thought you'd like it, folks. Yeah. I've got one just like it myself. Yeah. Wonderful machines. Plays eight records in succession. Not really. Well, what do you know? Here, let me show you. All you have to do is put the records on here. Yeah. yeah. I uh, turn on the volume. And be sure the needle is tight. Now watch this closely, dearie. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, turn it on here. And relax for a half hour of lovely music. My goodness, what's that? Oh. Look out, Mr. Gildersleeve. Come on under the table with us, Gildersleeve. What's the idea? Oh. Oh. It threw a record at me, McGee. Move over, you two. Oh, my goodness, this is terrible. How did you happen to think of getting under here so quick? Oh, this is where we always go. <laughs> Look out! What? Oh. 
and gentlemen, before we say goodnight, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. From Molly and me and all our cast. Our cast isn't all here, dearie. What you mean? Well, where's Nick DePopolis and Horatio K. Boomer and the old timer? Oh, him. He went to Chicago to spend the holidays with his folks. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Some of you may be getting new cars for Christmas if you've been very, very good. But any one of you could have had a new-looking car at very little cost and with very little work. Wouldn't it be more fun driving a bright, shiny automobile, one that's wax-polished with Johnson's Car New? This sensational new auto polish both cleans and wax polishes in one easy operation in half the time it used to take. Ask your dealer for Johnson's Car New, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's what I'm going to get you for Christmas, Lisa. A new Some car? Car new. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the polish. Car new. Oh, I thought if I was very, very good, then I could get a new car. A new car? car? Not for me. Oh, darn. Not for me. See, and I'm But I high will hopes. buy you car new. <laughs> that so <close>. was <laughs> February McGee and Molly, December 24th, 1940. Uh, Jim and Marion Jordan, also Mel Blank in the cast, and the one and only Hal Perry. As Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the uh, also Gail Gordon was in there, Isabel Randolph, and uh, the great Harlow Wilcox doing the announcing. Harlow Wilcox. If I ever get a dog, I'm naming him Harlow. It's a great name. I wish I would have thought of it. Yeah. Back when. <laughs> Before you named Simba Simba, you would have named him Harlow? No, I think it's a great name for a girl, personally. Oh, yeah. No, oh. it's a great, great name. All right. Time for this month in Christmas music history. Right. So we're going to top Christmas songs of 1979 with this tune. See if you recognize it. Pretty paper. Pretty ribbons. Blue. You recognize the voice? Wrap your present. Sounds like Bob Dylan. Your but darling it's, not. You. it's not, but it's a voice that you know. I think. Pretty pencil to write. I love. Oh, is that Willie Nelson? It is. Wow. Good job. Will and Nelson. This is called Pretty Paper Pretty by Willie Nelson. Top oh, for song. wrapping the gift. Pretty paper. Pretty paper. Right. Wow. Top Christmas song. Was 79. it? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard this. I haven't either. I don't recall. Downtown shopper. Christmas is nice. Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. He's been around a long time, sure, man. A lot of decades. All alone on the sidewalk. And what a voice. Yes, great. Very talented. All right, time for a break. Then it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. Should you stop? More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, that was our Christmas show, Lisa. And it was very Christmassy. It was. And a lot of fun. So I'm going to... You just check your stocking for Christmas. You'll have a bottle of Carnu in there. Carnu? For your car. Right. That's my Christmas present to oh, you. Oh, wow. Thanks. Mike, <laughs> you're getting a new Bentley. 
<laughs> Lisa, you get the car new. But you can I've been go over very, to, very good this year, Carl. You can go over to Mike's house and polish, and his, it around. I can. polish his Bentley with the car new oh, today. Oh, wow. Well, thanks, I'll Carl. buy you a car. You're I think very I can generous. Af- I think I can afford some Hot Wheels. There you go. Well, thanks, guys, Hot for wheel. all your generosity this year. And you know what? Next week is our very last show for oh, 2020. 2020. Yeah, the adventures of Philip Marlowe, Jeff Regan, investigator, the man called X, the Philip, uh, the Phil Harris Nell's face show, and suspense. From my co-host Lisa Wolf, our executive producer Mike Costella, this is Carl Amari saying, "Stay safe, be healthy." Thanks for tuning in. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.